Hey, Ryan. Hey, Greg. Ah. I hey, scared hey, me. Never mind. Hey, Greg. <laughs> do you play video games? What's up? I sure Good. do. Otherwise, you'd be dead to me. Do you also <laughs> like getting awards? No. I sure yeah, do. Once you figure that out what that's like, I'm sure it'll be more addicting. But you can enjoy both of your weird, twisted fantasies on December 10th with the Game Awards. They <gasps> tell me more. So I excited. won't to you. Very but Greg, I will tell you everything about it. Uh, so on December 10th, they're running the Something Annual uh, Video Game Awards. And it's going to be interesting. We're, uh, we're going to knock down and go through some of the nominees this year and give our thoughts. Yeah, it's award season. Um, it's something that... I believe was the very first thing that I got into when we did the Oscars this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that I was invited on to. So I do love award season. Um, as with any award season, there are sort of your standard, okay, yeah, this one got a lot of nominations. And there are some snubs. Um, with gaming, it's really no different. Uh, just to note to viewers, we're really going to skip around. We're not going to get to anything because there's everything because there are so many categories. Uh, but we will be skipping pretty much all of the esports yeah. stuff because, yeah. So um, we're going to sort of work backwards from the smaller categories all the way up. Um, But right off the bat, you know, I was really surprised at some of the tops. Like, I didn't realize that as someone who loves Hades, did not realize it was going to get as many nominations as it got. It got so many. It was one of the top three nominations. Yeah, it was in a lot of different things, a lot of different categories. Yep. Um, It was up there with, I think the leaders were Ghost of Tsushima, Last of Us 2, Hades, um, the new, uh, the new, uh, oh Jesus, I'm blanking on the fucking name. The fucking, oh please, I'll get it in a second. Oh, and Final Fantasy VII Remake. Those are the top ones in the nominations. Hades, so, Hades um, got as many nominations as Ghost of Tsushima. Which is impressive. Why? Yeah, it got more than Final Fantasy VII Remake. wild, because Ghost of Tsushima had such hype going into it, and Hades popped up kind of. Didn't have nearly as much. Well, it was kind of like what, what Celeste did a couple of years ago, where Celeste just kind of came mm-hmm. out of nowhere as a potential, you know, the game of the year candidate. So I, I really like when those kind of pop up. Um, so we're going to start uh, at the multiplayer side of things and look at the best multiplayer. Uh, and the nominations this year are Animal Crossing New Horizons, Among Us, Call of Duty Warzone, Fall Guys, The Ultimate Knockout, and uh, Valorant. So I can tell you right now that one of those games I've never heard of. Yeah, Valorant? I I don't know much about Valorant. I played Call of Duty. Uh, I played the Warzone version as well. I'm not a huge fan of battle royale games, but I will say Warzone was fantastic. Very very well done. Um, Among Us. I will say though, I think I think Among Us and Animal Crossing have the advantage just in the pandemic Agreed. world. I mean. It, Animal Crossing was the beginning. Among Us is sort of the current. They are what have brought people together in it, which I think gives them both a, a sort of a and step And Fall up. Guys, too. Fall Guys basically put a, a fun, neat, little gimmicky twist on the Battle Royale thing. It's not it's not a, a loot and shoot like what they've kind of turned into, whereas it's more so like a game show. And I think a lot of people have a lot of fun with that. I, I actually do really still want to play that game. I haven't played it yet. Um, but Among Us, we've all played. Among Us is a fantastic game. It's very simple. Anybody can play it. You pick it up very quickly, and it is a ton of fun with friends. Animal Crossing, same thing. It's it's you you said it really good, Greg. Where it it kicked off, uh, the I say kicked off loosely uh, with the pandemic. It just launched at a perfect time for the game. 
Um, and they have done so well. That game also just happens to have a cult following as well. So I think... Yeah, I, I think it's going to go to Among Us because I think, and this will come up later, I think Animal Crossing is going to be getting something else, but I think Among Us will come across as the best multiplayer. I think if it's not if it's not Among Us, it will be Call of Duty, but that's just my own opinion um, because I just think mm-hmm. Call of Duty, it, it hits so many different fan bases um, with that, so... I don't know. I, I think I think it's going to get Animal Crossing, personally, because when I when I look at this list, um, like Fall Guys had its moment. It's it's kind of come and gone for the most part. It's still kind of popular, but nowhere near as it was. Agreed. Um, Call of Duty's Call of Duty. It never it, it it hasn't really made a whole lot of well, Warzone's a little bit different, but it, it hasn't really made a splash in in many years. Uh, Valorant is cool. Uh, I feel like that's kind of already on its way out. Among Us, same deal. Animal Crossing is still chugging along pretty solidly. Like, I would say Among Us is still very popular. Here's, it is. here's it my is. thing, because uh, I, I I like where you're coming from on that. But my only thought on that is, is Animal Crossing was not designed to be a multiplayer game first. Uh, I this one I'd say I disagree because I feel like this one was designed to be able to visit other people's islands and, um and play with them that way it's it's designed to be kind of a a friendly yeah but i'd say i'd say the multiplayer element is kind of secondary whereas the among us multiplayer that's how you play the game and it is yeah and i think that gives it sort of that advantage because i i get what you're Um, saying with the animal crossing but you also have to remember they've all been like that you've always been able to go to other towns villages whatever it is that's always been a, a, a feature in the game but it's designed to be a single-player game first, and the multiplayer side comes afterwards. It's true. I just have a hard time giving a best multiplayer to Among Us, where there's no in-game chat, there's no in-game voice, there's no accounts, you can't set up friends lists, like there's no invite system. I mean, that's like, fair. It, there's barely any of that in Animal Crossing too. But that's there's at least a set. There's at least a system. There's at least things in play. Among Us is great, but it's a glorified flash game. So it's it's tough to have that win out against really any of those games. A glorified multiplayer flash game, which makes it <laughs> personally, I'm spread. throwing my well, hat. Okay, agree to disagree. We will see who's right. Me on December 10th. I'm Ryan. saying it's it's Call of Duty, but that's just me. It probably will be. Oh, okay. Well, um, so I want to move on to action adventure, which I think is actually probably the most competitive category. Uh, my boy Assassin's Creed Valhalla did not get a lot of love this year in the Game Award nominations, um, but it is up for Best Action Adventure against Go- Ghost of Tsushima, Miles Morales, the new Spider-Man, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, Star Wars Fallen Order, and The Last of Us 2. It's a really stacked mm-hmm. category. Mm-hmm. What is the cutoff date um, for to be I- eligible to be nominated? Because Jesus. Well, to be eligible to be nominated, I believe it started with uh, September 15th, 2019 through uh, the release of uh, it's like um, here what the last day was this year might have been November 15th. Basically like a couple of days um, after. Which is why it's odd that Miles Morales is in there. How does that count? Who paid them to give him a nomination? Right. And that and part of the part of the controversy is like Pokemon Sword and Shield didn't get a lot of love, any nominations. It was released the day that the nominations like of the cutoff, uh, the first day that was eligible, um, but didn't get a lot of love. Not that it was the best Pokemon, right. period. But um, so, yeah, it was odd to see Miles Morales in there. But all these games are fantastic. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I haven't played Miles Morales, but I played all the other ones, and they're all fantastic. Yeah. Um, but when it comes to best action adventure, I have to give it to Ghost of Tsushima because I think it's going to sweep a lot. So, uh, and it's j- I have to disagree with you on that. Um, mainly because so Ghost of you gonna say Last no, of no, Us? No, 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 I never played Last of Us, but I know all about the game. Um, but Ghost of Tsushima, I played the game. The game is beautiful. It has great combat. It's it it you evolve as a character it feels natural progression you know it's it's nothing too crazy and the world feels alive so you get the adventure aspect of it but my only problem is ghost of tsushima and i only i have a very weak leg to stand on here but ghost of tsushima is a very buggy and not well polished game in my opinion i think assassin's creed valhalla is better now that being said valhalla has a ton of bugs for anybody who's played it you you know it but I think Valhalla has a better story. I think I care a little bit more about the characters um, because in Ghost of Tsushima, they do a, a weird aspect where there's a, the, there's an internal conflict between the main character where you're going through these these different ways of dealing with the invaders where you're adopting more of a stealth aspect, but you have all of these forced internal conflicts with the within the character and it really leads you to question how you're supposed to be playing the game even though it wants you to go down this route of stealth so i feel like i don't know i feel like valhalla did the action adventure side a little bit better than tsushima um then again i can't well and and just to be fair you and i are are definitely biased towards Assassin's very much so yeah um and will always be very much biased because i would love valhalla i would too i i'm going to go out on a limb and make a bold prediction that valhalla wins nothing you're probably right this year in the game if i was to make a bet on this one though i would actually say that fallen order wins best action adventure i think it would be awesome i mean fallen order was absolutely phenomenal and and ea really redeemed themselves after the battlefront 2 i would say so with fallen Mm, order fallen order was really good i i i thought the game was was done well the action was good there was a lot of exploring that you could do with the character not a lot of replay value in it but that first time through when you go through it there's a ton to do there really is and i i i I, part of me wants the last of us to win um and spoiler alert if you haven't played the last of us i'll probably be touching on some things that will ruin the experience for you um it it had some incredibly frustrating mechanics halfway through the game um because you end up switching characters and you basically have to start over with building stuff up i i i don't i can't even necessarily say i understand the mechanic change from a story point of view because you're you're changing to a much more experienced character. So she should have had uh, more more attributes, more abilities than you had anyway. And it was just frustrating to play through this game, to trudge through everything, which was delightful and challenging up until that point, to effectively then have to start over and do that. I liked the story change. The perspective change was awesome. But the fact of removing a bunch of mechanics just seemed like an artificial way to make the game more difficult when it didn't need to be. Um, That's fair. Yeah. And I think, you know, that's why that's what makes this category so interesting because there are a lot of positives and negatives to these games um, and they're all really good. Uh, So I'd be curious to see how it, how it goes. Um, 
The next one is VR. I'm really fascinated by VR, but I'm also very frustrated because I think of these nominations, there was one real big snub in this category. So the nominations for Best VR AR were Dreams, Half-Life Alex, Marvel's Iron Man VR, Star Wars Squadrons, and The Walking Dead Saints and Sinners. Now, looking at this list, I have to give it to Half-Life Alex, but I think No Man's Sky was screwed out of a nomination for this because the No Man's Sky VR experience is, from everything that's been out there, spectacular. So here's my thoughts on this whole thing, and here's... I'm going to preface this by saying I don't think that the No Man's Sky should be a nomination in this category. Agreed. For the same reason, I don't think Squadrons should be a nomination in this category, and that is that it was not designed to be a VR game. It has a VR experience, but it's not a VR game. Half-Life Alex, that is a VR game. It was designed to be played exclusively on the VR platform. Same with the rest of these. It is, but I look at VR AR as can you make an experiment? It's a, a VR experience in your game that immerses it just immerses you just as well as if you were playing it. And I think No Man's Sky does. I that. mean, and that's a fair point. But at the same time, if we're going to be start leaning into that realm where you're you're now creating an experience rather than a game, then there's a lot of other things that could have been made good experiences. There's a lot of like ISS explorers out there, but they didn't choose to. I, and I get that. I personally think that Half-Life Alex, Half-Life Alex is going to win this one um, just because the game did get stunning reviews. I didn't get a chance to play it because my rig just wasn't able to play it. But the game was amazing. They designed so many of the mechanics within the game to work so well in the VR platform. And I, I just think it was it deserves the credit. It deserves credit for the effort that they put into making it. And I really think they pushed the boundaries in a good way when it came to VR. Squadrons, it's just you wear the headset, you get the experience of being in the cockpit. Same thing with No Man's Sky from what I've seen. The Walking Dead, Saints and Sinners, zombie games are always fun in VR. I've, I've heard the Saints and Sinners is really good. I'm not upset with that nomination. I'm not either. Uh, I'm, I'm with you, Ryan. I think, it's, I think it's weird that Squadrons, and Dreams too. Dreams is not natively a VR game. Yeah. Um, but they just added VR to it. Uh, to your point, Greg, if we're talking about snubs, why in the ever-loving fuck was Flight Simulator not nominated for VR? Mm, that's a fair point, too, though, if we're going to be throwing No Man's that's Sky. All, that's also like, fair. Come yep. on now. Um, Pistol Whip? Come on. That game is phenomenal. Like There there are so yep. many good things. There were, there were a few, um, and I think they are biased towards big titles. Um, I think that there there is a lot of politics that goes on. Absolutely, with this. same um, thing with with the although, Oscars and everything. So, or what was the thing that we? Yeah, did but so but one place that No Man's Sky did get a nomination was in Best Ongoing, yes. and so the nominations for Best Ongoing were Apex Legends, Destiny Two, Call of Duty Warzone, Fortnite, and No Man's Sky. And I believe Fortnite is the reigning is the defending champion. I guess if you could call it. Um, but when you look at best ongoing, I immediately eliminate Apex. Yep. Yeah, 100%. Um, but I think I and I almost want to eliminate Destiny because it's it's I don't consider it as much as as, as obsessed as I can be. It's I don't view, I mean, and the content is, you know, uh, um, but I have to give it, you know, give the advantage to the bottom three Warzone, Fortnite and No Man's Sky. Yeah, because with Destiny and the gripes I have aside, it has been putting out, it, it's been maintaining, it's been updating, they've been running with it for a very long time, keeping it pretty good 
even even on its worst day, it's still pretty solid. But just like to compare the the content drops in Destiny, to the content drops in No Man's Sky. A No Man's Sky has just much bigger content drops, and for free, mm-hmm. I, it it it's right. so hard to compete. So they so they've what they've released um, the all of the updates. I'm just gonna try to glaze across them. They got. You can have pets now. There are sandworms. You can build underwater. You can have, I believe, you can build. Can you build space uh, stations like in outer space? I don't actually know if you can or not. Um, there's just so much, and they're still they're putting the next gen updates mm-hmm. for the Series X and the 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 PS5, and it is what you can have mechs now. Mm-hmm. Like it, there's so much stuff, and that I don't know if the same amount of content can be can even be said about any of those like what what have you gotten in destiny we got a new subclass cool but yeah so the way i look at it right apex legends i agree apex legends i feel like shouldn't be on this list um destiny 2 games a lot of fun they've been sticking with the game for a long time but i i feel like there's a very clear gap uh when it comes on this list and it starts with call of duty warzone and fortnite which are effectively the same uh, style of game where they they're releasing their updates in seasons, uh, where you'll have some new content, new story will be unveiled, and via cutscenes as part of these, and new areas of the map will be updated and things like that. I do think No Man's Sky stands above the rest for no greater reason than the sheer redemption that this game has had. I mean, it needs something to to honor the redemption. A hundred percent, because the they made a lot of promises in the beginning with this game, and I will. I will praise them until the day I die because of the redemption, as long as they don't screw it up. But they did not have the best launch because everything they promised wasn't in the game at all, in any way, shape, or form. And I believe with the Sandworm update, I believe that that is officially everything that they promised at launch is now in the game for free, like you said earlier. I think No Man's Sky deserves something. Hello Games deserves something for taking the loss on launch and and saying hey we can do it I, and so they did it i'd say so i think they've gotten an award in the past, in recent years for that specifically but i'd say even beyond that even even assuming they've redeemed themselves and they have a solid game just even past that just the amount of stuff they're putting into this game to still maintain it and make it good make it better it's unreal it, how much they've done it kind of pales even if you like i don't know exactly so if you're comparing it to when Destiny 2 came out and how much each have released and what they've done in that same no time Man's frame. No Man's Sky is a totally different game. Destiny's the same thing with right. just some new features, new maps, you name it. Right. No Man's Sky is completely new, completely different. Destiny has had to overhaul a couple of their systems a couple of times to make it work. No Man's Sky is still wholly, still the same game, just with more to do and more things. You can still exactly. generally understand what's going on. Yeah, if you played in the beginning, you can pick it up right. again now. I mean, I, I can't tell you how many Reddit threads there are of, hey, I just picked up Destiny 2 again. What the hell is going on? Like, right. Mm. Right. They changed the story. So another another really stacked category, and as a sound guy, I really go with score and music. Um, and scoring and music is really important in games. There's a big snub here, uh, but a clear winner. The nominations for score and music are Doom Eternal, the Final Fantasy VII Remake, Hades, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, and The Last of Us Part Two. And uh, Matt Quayle was the scorer for Last of Us Part Two. The big thing was Final Fantasy got Nobuo Uematsu, 
who was the original scorer for Final Fantasies 1 through 10 to come back for the remake. And uh, so he didn't do 11, 12, 14, 15. The big snub here is is Ghost of Tsushima in that Ghost of Tsushima soundtrack was excellent was really spectacular. Hades is okay. I mean, Hades is is got a cool little rock thing and it's got a cool, you know, little shift depending on the action, but um I really enjoyed Ghost of Tsushima, but I think Final Fantasy 7 Nobuo Uematsu to come back and take the music that he originally had and redo it and rescore and create new stuff. I I get he there might be some points not cuz it's like well he already had some of this music already made. But he did an amazing job with the remake, and we'll probably take it. See, I... So I've played Last of Us Part Two. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I will say that the music is a pretty big part of kind of how that story works. Again, if you didn't listen the first time, spoiler, um, the at the beginning of the game... So in, even in Last of Us 1, Joel had a guitar where he was playing it and would play that. We see at the beginning of Last of Us 2 where he's teaching, he, he said he's going to teach Ellie how to play the guitar. Then he dies. Um, you should have played it by now. Sorry. Um, <laughs> well, you do realize who the person that scored Last of Us Part 2 is. Mac Quayle. I don't know who. I... Mr. Robot. Oh, shit. Is it? Okay. That's so, why, I mean, it's a spectacular soundtrack. And again, I will sing Matt Quayle's praises because I think Mr. Robot is one of the best TV soundtracks yeah. ever. No, and yeah. Um, the, so he he nailed it with Last of Us. Yeah, and the fact that just you can go through and the, you go into a record store in the game and it's just a really big part. And then at the end, uh, Ellie has some of her fingers removed so she can no longer play guitar. So it's a very... It's, it's a very cool moment that they use the music into the story very, very, very directly in a game that's very much not a rhythm-based game. Um, also, shout out to Doom Eternal because goddamn that just that that sweet, sweet butt rock that happens when you just <laughs> rip demons in half. Like it's so good. It's the perfect music you want. Like I'm gonna blow shit up and the band just let's roll. <laughs> like all right. One uh one section that I'm really curious about is best narrative because when you look at a game, we'd always talked about narrative. We love when a story is driven along. We know that Destiny Two completely fails at its narrative. <laughs> yeah. But the Last of Us series has always excelled at its narrative. And so the nominations for narrative are 13 Sentinels, Aegis Rim, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, and The Last of Us Part Two. Now, I know, Ryan, you might have a problem with Ghost of Tsushima because you didn't like the narrative as much. So I'm just super torn on it because the story ultimately, if you look at the story as a whole, it's a fantastic story. Truth, truthfully, it's a great take on uh, Edo period Japanese history and culture. I really think they did a fantastic job overall. I just feel like the the internal conflicts weren't portrayed in a way that I liked. Um, that being said, game was fantastic. I recommend it if you haven't played it. It was. Um, my- now, here's the thing with, with Hades. Hades is in there mainly because, I mean, the whole purpose of this is that you're trying to escape Hades. And I'm in my 75th attempt um, and every time you go through it, unlocks some more of the narrative and you have relationships with over 30 different characters in the game that you can develop and they interact with each other. I mean, the depth of the narrative is, ex- is, ex- is excellent. Um, however, I think this is the last of us part two is the lose, isn't it? I mean, yeah, 
Oh. I mean, the Final Fantasy VII remake, I, I think the Final Fantasy VII remake's up there because the way that they twisted the story at the end, the way that they changed it, because um, it's going to be a two-parter, the way that they you know took the old one and, and did it was spectacular. But again, it's based off the old story. Right. But The Last of Us Part II, oh. it, it's story-driven in a way that is just, that's the most engaging part of it, that everybody talks about these characters as if they're real or from a movie or something like that, and I just don't see it losing. Yeah, the way I look at this one... You have Last of Us Part Two, which is a totally new. It's a it's an addition onto the original, mm-hmm. totally brand new side of the story. Hades, beautiful concept on world building, and running with their own narrative. Ghost of Tsushima, same thing, brand new style of game, brand new story. Final Fantasy VII, it's a remake, so it's not the same thing, but it's based off of the one that already came out. So I feel like this one kind of has... Well, it's a remake, and they did change They changed the right. story on purpose, and the way that they twisted it at the end you know, it was a real cool thing. But again, it, yeah, yeah, it's it is based, based off on of the original. The original so I feel narrative. like this one has a weaker leg to stand on as far as best narrative. I think this one is going to go Agreed. to either Ghost of Tsushima or Last of Us. That's just my opinion. I'm going to throw my money on Last of Us, mm-hmm. though. La- yeah. Me too. I, I would like to see Ghost of Tsushima, Same. but I think it's going to be Last of Us, and it has to, you know, Same. that's it. That Last of Us has had so many gut punches, uh, and they're very, very good at that. Yeah. So I would be shocked if they didn't win. And uh, so this brings us to our last two categories. Um, so the, this next one is Game Direction. Um, and the nominations for Game Direction are Final Fantasy VII, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, Half-Life Alex, and The Last of Us Part Two. Game Direction. So with... Now, when you're looking at game direction, you're looking at the overall crafting of the game, which, again, I think Last of Us might have a leg up mainly because of the of, of all the technologies is integrated, all the face scanning, the real life acting that they used in it, the story, you know, the action, the game design, the mechanics all together just feel like a really tight knit, well crafted game. With that said, I think we have to consider Half-Life Alex as well as Hades when it comes to this role. Um, because with Hades, they take a very basic mechanic where you die, you respawn, you do it again. And they twisted it into this wonderful labyrinth of story and world development, which is, it's unreal to take such a basic concept and turn it into this basic concept is the reason you're coming back now. Every time you die and respawn, you get something new. Not very many games do that. Yeah, I haven't gotten I haven't gotten tired at all. Almost a hundred times dying, I'm still there. Exactly. And still, it's still opening up new stories with different gods. Exactly. So, yeah. so there's something to be said for that. I think Hades has a pretty they have a pretty strong hold in this in this category. That being said, Half Life Alex again took a whole new story that everybody thought was dead, twisted it into this beautiful, beautiful adaptation. And basically did a prequel version of every of a game that everybody loves, Half Life, and they they gave yeah, you like, more like a landmark game that people still right. play. They gave you more of this game that you've been wanting for so long, and they did it on a new platform to really showcase what the capabilities are going forward with this platform. Yeah, I think it's a really it's a really stacked. Th- this is a category. very good category. Yeah. I, I'm pretty happy with what we have here for for uh, nominees. Yeah, I I wouldn't be upset about any of these people winning because Final Fantasy, you have them, they took the classic, kind of just retwisted it to a modern day thing and still kept it good. Ghost of Tsushima, is that the one they worked with? uh, They basically, they have like the, who was the, was it Miyazaki? Is that the one they had or was that a different game I'm thinking of? 
Well, Miyazaki, Miyazaki was mode. in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they yeah. had like the Miyazaki mode where you could have it in black and white and, and do Oh, that. I think that was that. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're really kind of going with that sort of time frame. Also very good. Hades, we've talked about it to death, that mm. that mechanic on there. Half-Life Alex, I believe, from what I can think, the first and so far only AAA title made for VR. Yep. And then The Last of Us Part Two, as Greg mentioned, just all the stuff they did. Like These all have some very unique things, very, very good things going for mm. them. So, I, man... If I had to pick one, I'd say Half Life Alex, well, that, but I'm not going to be bummed with any of these winners. Yeah, I would like to see Which is Hades weird. win this one, but honestly, I would not be upset at all. Well, I'm pulling for Hades just like I'm pulling for Celeste a couple of years ago. I love when those smaller indie style games really yep. come out and just blow it out of the water. Um, now, when it comes to Game of the Year, just like the Oscars with director and best picture, they don't always translate from best game direction to game of the year. So game of the year does have Last of Us Part Two, Hades, Ghost of Tsushima, and Final Fantasy VII, but it also has Doom Eternal and Animal Crossing New Horizons in there as well. I don't know how I feel about and Doom I, being on here personally. I exactly Doom's the one that I'm kind of like. Mm. Well, because see, but again, also Animal Crossing's. I I I think Animal Crossing's is on there because of the right. pandemic. Well, it, people it's love there for the what game. it did for people at the beginning. Gave people a place to kind of escape and relax and interact and and pull, you know do stuff, um, which I think is the big reason it's there. Uh, which not to discount the effect that it had on people, but are you looking at game of the year in the bubble of its quality and all, you know, encompassing sound and design and direction? Or are you looking at its social right. impact? And if we're looking at its social impact, there's two on here that I think would have the biggest, and that's Animal Crossing and The Last of Us, because those those ones had the most buzz and the most hype when they actually released. Um, that being said. I have a feeling because game of the year tends to be one of those categories that I feel like will go to the obvious choice usually. And I feel like this one is going to go to last of us part two simply because it was one of the most hyped games for so many years leading up to it. Um, that being said though, I would love to see ghost of Tsushima win this one or final fantasy seven in my opinion, but didn't final fantasy seven win it the year that it actually came out originally. Probably. Well, I mean, this this exact award show for fi the original Final Fantasy VII, you mean from like PlayStation, mm -hmm. they didn't have video game awards back then. This oh. the video game awards as a whole is relatively new. All right. Um, but I mean, so I can. Yeah, which is why you might see some you know some love for Final Fantasy VII in an era where it can. Right. Win. Yeah. The I, I, you know, I I think Animal Crossing very valid. So it's game of the year. Some shit happened this year, and people flocked to Animal Crossing. It takes a special kind of game to to garner that much attention. Granted, yes, we're in a pandemic, but there's eight trillion games people could have flocked to, and it just so happened people all went to Animal Crossing. True. Um, Doom Eternal. I've heard nothing bad about that game. It's a fun, violent shooter that everything's done well. It's it's visually stunning. The music is really good. They you don't even have a reload because it's no fun. It's a game that focuses on just having kind of mindless fun, and I'm pretty happy that it got nominated for Game of the Year amongst, like, Last of Us and Ghost of Tsushima, where there's, like, a lot of intricate things in there. Doom, it's just, demons gotta die. I mean, you bring up a good point. Well, and looking at this, like, my, my, my heart says, I want Final Fantasy VII or Hades. I want Final Fantasy VII to win i want a final fantasy game to be in there i want to see nobuo umatsu to get the you know 
the the award for the sound. I want to see Hades as an, you know a smaller game, you know the sort of the underdog win. But my head says it's between Ghost of Tsushima and Last of Us Part Two, and Last of Us is going to win. Probably going to win. I do think Last of Us Part Two is going to win. That being said, I do want Ghost of Tsushima to win because that's a a new title, a new IP over them, and I want them to do more with it because I feel like there's a lot that could be done with that that setting, that style of game where they're kind of going the open world stealth approach. We see it a time and time again now, but I think that they had such a unique take on it that I want to see more. So either way, I would truly be happy with any, any one of these except for doom eternal. Cause I feel like doom is just, <sighs> just because of that doom's going to win. Be mad. I mean, would I say it's not justified? No, the game is visually amazing. Graphically. It has a, it actually has a story now, which is weird, but <laughs> I would. I don't think it deserves it. I just don't think. I just don't want it to win. <laughs> Honestly, if it. I just. Think, I just think the competition this year is too intense, especially with Ghost of Tsushima yeah. and Last of Us Two at the top. I just. I don't see anything. Any of those other ones overcoming those two. No, but I. I. Now, if it comes down to if either one of those win, I'll be happy. Um, if and if Hades or or Final Fantasy Seven, but if Animal Crossing or. Doom, yeah, I, won't, yeah. I don't know. I think I think I, I like the idea that Doom and Animal Crossing are up there because they're fun. They're games. They're done True. well. That's what games are supposed to be. They are games. That is why right. they're but like they're catharsis given form. Yeah, I I'm I'm not mad. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're gonna win. Um, I don't think they're gonna win. But it is nice to see them on there. Yeah. Like I totally get why Animal Crossing is up here. It that game was so loved back when it first came out, and it's still loved now. I I get it. But if you're going to give it to Animal Crossing, then you're going to have to redefine the way Game of the Year is looked at. Because if we're giving it to Animal Crossing over the other games, I feel like we're giving it based off of social impact. That's Game of the Year, though. Yeah, and it could just end up being that 2020 is the exception when it comes to this process. It's possible. I wouldn't be surprised. It's been a crazy year, so. Yeah. But, gentlemen, that is our our coverage of uh, our our abbreviated list of the, the Game Award nominees. I'm sure we'll touch on this if uh, there are any updates by the time. I don't know. Um, well, I mean, sure, we'll have a deep dive in December just to, uh, to go over the actual look winners. At the, uh, results, see how my predictions yeah. were. Uh, gentlemen, in, uh, in one nominee, say goodbye to the folks. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima. 80s. Spirit Fair. Was that on here? <laughs>